Hi and welcome to this Champions League podcast. This podcast is a part of Popcast Sport. I'm Oscar and I'm here as usual with my co-host. Hello, I'm Daniel and we're finally here. The final of the Champions League between Tottenham Hotspur and Liverpool. Now we're going to start off this episode by looking at how they got here. So we're going to start off with Tottenham's group stage, where they finished second in a group, in in a group with Barcelona, Inter Milan, and PSV Eindhoven. And they got two wins, two draws, and two losses, and only actually got through on goals scored against Inter Milan. Moving on to the round of sixteen. They faced Dortmund, won the home leg by three goals to nil, and then won the away leg by one goal to nil, going through with a four goal to nil average. Or no, uh, added. <laughs> Not average, that's the wrong word. Uh, moving on to the quarterfinal. We had a game against Manchester City. The first game, which finished 1-0 to Tottenham at home. And then the second game was a game to behold that finished 4-3 to Manchester City and Tottenham went through on away goals. It's a really interesting game. And if you haven't heard us talk about that, go back and find the episode we talked about that game because it was a doozy. Then moving on to the semi-final, they faced off with Ajax. Once again, starting at home, now with a 1-0 defeat. And followed that up with a 3-2-2 win at home, uh, away at the Johan Cruyff Arena. And to go through some stats from that game, because it was an amazing game to watch. Started out really quick, fifth minute, Matthijs Delict, 1-0 Tyax on a corner. Um, as usual, really strong in the air, and the tournament defenders actually let him go. Not good enough. Uh, they, uh, Ajax scored 2-0 in the 35th minute. Hakim Siek, a really well-worked wor- well team goal. And at this point, 3-0 up at home. Tottenham were not in the races. I, I, I agree that I can confess that I thought that uh, at this point, Ajax was through. And, uh, I don't know how the <laughs> how most of you felt. Perhaps some of you felt like I did. Maybe some of you don't, but yeah. Moving on to the second half. It was clear that we had another Tottenham out there. As usual, Pochettino is very, very good at changing tactics in the middle of games. And 10 minutes after the break, at 55th minute, Lucas Mora makes it 1-2. Four minutes later, after a real mess up by the defense, uh, he scores 2-0. 2-2. And now it became a nail-biter for pretty much 30 minutes. 35 minutes even, with five minutes added on. And just as everybody thought it was over, one minute left, Ajax has the ball. There's no way Tottenham can do this, right? (laughs) But no. Lucas Mora on a counterattack in the 96th minute of 95 added... He scores 3-2 with the last kick of the game. Now, if you look on some ta- some stats, Tottenham did win the shot counter with 24-16. They had more shots on goal. They had 60% of the possession in the, in the end of the day. They had better, better passing accuracy. They passed way more, almost 200 more passes uh, with a max of 557 passes in this game. 
they were in the end they were the better team but I think it was really harsh for for Ajax to go out that way yeah like they have been amazing this far or that far they deserved better in one way one of the only mistakes that defense did in the tournament was in that match that weird, uh, yeah. That weird. Why don't they didn't? They were supposed to just get the ball away from the goal, but nobody achieved to do that. Yeah, I believe uh, Onana was on the verge, the goalkeeper, on the verge of getting the ball, but their defensive midfielder Lasse Schöne actually stood in the way. <laughs> so instead, like, instead he stopped Onana from getting it out, and when he tried to kick it away, he got nowhere. And it wasn't easy for Mori. He had to dribble away pretty much like five, six players to get to get a shooting chance. But yeah, just I don't know what Schoener was doing there. And yeah, it cost them dearly. Yeah, that that ended their reign in this because they were they have been beating really big teams like we have said before. It was so funny oh, yeah. to watch them in the Champions League going through this far. But yeah, the dream yeah. ended. Actually, when we started believing them, the dream ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we thought, or at least absolutely I thought, that I actually, yeah, they're good, cool, and I want them to go far, but they're not going to do it. Well, they proved me wrong twice. And then I thought, yeah, yeah, now they're the favorites against Tottenham, and then, of course, then they lose. So Yeah, come and take yeah. curse. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think exactly. I wrote that to you when it happened when they went out of the out of the uh, yeah you did finals. yeah yeah I was why <laughs> yeah because we are it, it, we, we said in every other video oh now the dream is over now it's over now yeah. it's over then he just oh yeah they're gonna win then out yeah yeah well, it's weird. Like this, these are two teams that neither of them I actually uh, cheer on. It's n- not one of my favorite teams either of them. But I would say this game more than anything, with IS going out the way they did, this was the the time I was I would say most emotional after a game because I so much wanted IS to go through and, and for them to lose it in the ninety sixth minute like that. Yeah, it was, I've, uh, it was an intense game. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually turned off my TV and, yeah, or my yeah. screen. I just, oh, like, I gave up. <laughs> Even if Tottenham was a good, is, is a good team and, uh, yeah, they, yeah, made they some amazing, played some amazing football to get it to the final, but still, I'm a big supporter for the underdog. Yeah, and if you look on the actual... Uh, games they played uh, after the group stage. The group stage, they weren't that impressive. <laughs> to be fair, they went through very close, um, just just about, as I've already mentioned. But going into the, the playoffs, the round 16, the quarterfinal, the semifinal, in the end, I would say they actually deserve to be here because they've been playing some really good football. And they they've even if they have played the best, they've always gotten the goals needed. So, yeah. Yeah, and it has been a really close call two times in a row now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Again, well, two Manchester games in a row City, they got through on away City goals. Match was also close call to get through that thing. Yeah. With Manchester City having a disallowed goal like three minutes from the end, or two yeah. minutes from the end. 
So yeah, they can thank War for that decision because nobody in the stadium saw it. Yeah, but it it was, it was. correct. <laughs> but yeah. I can say that much, even if it was really harsh. It was the correct. Yes, decision. it was. And yeah, that match was amazing. I think they're going in strong to the final. You never know with them, even if they're down like 2-0. You know, it's Tottenham after all. Yeah, that's really the thing to take away from this. You never know what you're going to see when you're playing against them. Because they were, I would say, they were our play. They had some chances in the first half in the second game against Ajax. They had some chances, but I mean... Mostly, I would say they were outplayed. And then they come into the second, and now it's them outplaying Ajax. Ajax had, I could say that, they had a really good chance uh, in the something like 70th, 70th minute. Hakim Ziyech had a really good chance to make it 3-2 on the night for Ajax. Uh, he shot just wide. But that was pretty much their only chance in the entire second half. Their only, their only good chance, anyway. So, yeah, and I thought was, as you were, when uh, Ajax did 2 0, that this is over. Yeah. Like, they, they did it pretty early, in my opinion, also. Like, in that way. Yeah, I, I, I thought, like, oh, no, they, they're not going to come back from that. Yeah. But that first fault was some um, yeah. long things when you think about the, the highlights. It happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a really fun man, uh, match to watch, actually. And I hope Agreed. the final will be as entertaining. But yeah, maybe we should uh, move on to the other team that's also in the final. Liverpool. Yeah, let's do it. So, in their group stage, they were facing Paris Saint-Germain, Napoli and Belgrade Red Star, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry for that if that's wrong, if you're listening down there. I know how uh, sensitive that is. It's to say wrong there. Uh, but they actually also moved on. On the same point, same goal difference, but on more, more scored gold against Na- uh, than Napoli. And got a second place on that. So that's a really interesting thing that we have two teams in the final that both got the second place by scoring more goals. That's the only thing that differ, uh, was the different against the third team in that group. Yeah, hopefully this is the first time this has happened because I would say that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> not only because it's happened before the teams come in second in the group and gone to the final. That's nothing new. But that they both were on the same points and same goal difference as the team below them. Yeah, like but, um, this is a, such a weird season of Champions League. Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> but yeah, if it, uh, it's one result, I really think I should talk about in that group stage, and that's Red Stars Belgrade's win against Liverpool at home. Yeah, they outplayed them in a lot of ways. Yeah, that was such. An amazing game from them. I know that that stadium, for some reason, terrifies people. It's built in a way that apparently it does those player walking areas and everything. It's like terrifying, apparently, for some reason. 
Or at least the other European teams think so. I don't think the other ones in the leagues, in the same league think so because they're used to it. But yeah, yeah, and I also heard that at home field, they have a pretty good record. I don't remember the exact stats, but they have a really good record in the Champions League playing home on that stadium. Rest of Belgrade? Yeah, they, they, they apparently have a pretty decent record. Yeah, I believe you're correct there. Yeah, because they win a lot there. If you look at the, if you compare the teams they're facing, if you look at like, and everything like that, that's they they're winning more than losing, uh, historically. Yeah, just looking at this uh, this group stage, they drew against Napoli, won against Liverpool, and then they got thrashed by by PSG. But still, two out of three. Yeah, so it's really amazing to see that. But if we continue through the match, I I am a little bit pleasured and surprised in one way. If we go to round of sixteen, Liverpool were facing Bayern Munich or Bayern München, and the first match ended zero zero. And I asked, okay, how is this going to end up? I know how good Bayern München is at home field. This is going to be bad for Liverpool. But in some weird way, Liverpool won their away game against Bayern München. With Three to one, and moved on. Oh, that's a pleasant surprise in that way, uh, category. And in the quarterfinals, maybe this is one of their question mark easier games. Maybe not, because they have gone into quarterfinal other team. So, but they were facing FC Porto, and if you look before the Champions League started everything, that should be a walk in the park. For Liverpool in a lot of ways but the first match it ended 2-0 to zero for Liverpool at home against the FC Porto and the second one in Porto ended 4-1 to one for Liverpool so yeah, pretty easy after all but then we come into the really strange one when we come into the semi-finals I didn't think this was going to happen I can add that much after the first Match. I can tell you why now when we look at the first one. They, Liverpool were facing Barcelona and it started in Barcelona with a 3-0 win for FC Barcelona. That's like game over when you face a team like that almost because Barcelona, maybe they wouldn't win away but they could just play out the game. What's their chance that they will lose with 4-0? In a, in a match but yeah that's exactly what happened Liverpool won with 4-0 to zero, and the scorers in that in that were special match and I never believed that it would happen in a million years I could uh, could add that but the scores were already in the sec- uh, seventh minute uh, Vinaldum in the 54 and in the 56th and then we have the corner Everybody have been talking about, I think, in the 79th minute, where, uh, what is the English term now again? What that? The guy who no. tosses in the ball and all that stuff? Yeah, the ball boy, I yeah, guess. Ball, yeah, yeah, just call him ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little bit weird. But let's, 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't know the official term, yeah. but let's call it ball boy for that now. That genius it makes sense. kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Remind me now again. He gave him the ball, uh, another ball first, 
or if I'm mistaken. Yeah, before yeah. before the original ball was even out of play. Yeah, and uh, who was it in Liverpool that noticed that? Now again. Uh, well, the ball was still on the field. The ball boy placed the ball, the new ball, at the corner flag. Yeah. Origi sees this, goes out, kicks out the ball, and then slowly walks into the uh, penalty area. Exactly. And Everybody was looking at other ball. And, yeah. So and Alessandro uh, takes the corner before the the Barcelona defense even is. Oh wait, they're they're asleep at this point. They're yeah. they're looking into the ground. They're talking to each other. Yeah, they're yeah. not they're not aware. I don't know what they were doing there. Uh, like sleeping a lot, of, and then the corner comes, and of course, goal because everybody was sleeping. Yeah. Besides, the, besides some Liverpool players that were awake. Well, to be fair, I would say there were only yeah. uh, two two players that were awake on that corner, and they was uh, Trent Anderson who who uh, who hit the corner and Origi who scored the. Yeah, and uh, the man of the match, the ball boy. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, they they moved on with four to zero in goal, the last match there. And if you look at the stats for the for that match, we have of course Barcelona had more ball. It's really not that often it doesn't happen. But Liverpool had forty two percent and Barcelona fifty eight percent, so pretty decent from Liverpool. But yeah, Liverpool were out shooting them with. 13 to 8 in shots totally and 7 to 5 in go- shots on goal. And this is a weird one in my opinion. Barcelona only having 82% in passing uh, precision. Well, still better than Liverpool. Yeah, but still, it's Barcelona. I, I'm used to them having figures around, uh, around 90 somewhere. And Liverpool had it 78, but that's pretty common to them, in my opinion. But yeah, like, I never believed that it, this would happen. And in the first half, after the first half, I didn't believe it either, because they didn't have a, 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 enough goals, Liverpool. I think it was 1-0 to zero of the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, and I asked, how in the living something are they going to score three goals in the second half? Yeah, and then Klopp did the, uh, coming into it, a very weird substitution in halftime. Switching out the injured Andy Robertson on left back and on with a midfielder in, in Jorginho Wijnaldum, yeah. dropping Milner to play left back instead. But it I mean, it was the right genius. call within nine, within 11 minutes, Wijnaldum at two. Yeah, <laughs> like... He brought it up to 3-0, so... And at that time, it was extra time. So... Even that's a win, really, for Liverpool. They got it to extra time in the 56th minute. You know, from from there, it was just one more goal, and, and we have this. So Yeah. Was- Although, to be fair, it, even if Barcelona just scored one there, it was 3-1, to one, then Liverpool would have needed to score, um, what is it, another two. Yeah, they would have need to score another two. So, since that would be Barcelona's away goal, so. Yeah. And uh, the and then uh, the injured Mohamed Salah came came on and with his iconic T-shirt. Now I think, never give up. <laughs> yeah, after the finish, after the uh, after the final whistle. Yeah, the risky T-shirt. I have that. 
<laughs> no, but it, it's true. Like never give up. It, it, it Liverpool's uh, in Liverpool. It really paid off. Yeah. Barcelona had a had a an off day. They weren't as good as they usually are. I would say Messi did. He tried, but he was actually expertly marshaled by. I would say, for me a surprise, but Matip, the uh, centre back pairing for Van Dijk in this game, was surprisingly good at taking the ball from Messi. Yeah, which they, is they only give him sh- shooting think, I would say, like in, not in the middle, but like in the on the flanks. They only give him shooting opportunities. Yeah. In, a, in a okay, it's it's Messi can still score from that angle if he has a good day, but they oh, only yeah. gave him opportunities like not. Straightly in front of goal. Yeah. And he yeah, missed. I mean, he, like there was uh, there was so many chances. He he actually came like almost full speed through the middle. It's like, yeah, this this is just yeah. it's it. This is up to Allison. Can he stop him? But all of a sudden, yeah, there comes a foot. Yeah. From from Robertson or from Matip or from from uh, Alessandro Arnold or from Fabinho. Like there were always some people in the way to stop Messi when running, and that was. I think that was key. Yeah, and they, uh, they, sometimes they you, you overdo stopping Messi. Like, do you have too many people doing it? So the other ones will score. But they had a good balance. Yeah. They seem to hit it in the exactly right spot, that balance. Because that is a problem when you play against FC Barcelona. How many people are going to put on Messi? And who gets the the area that yeah. that player isn't isn't covering? Exactly. Yeah, to say this, like Liverpool didn't deserve to lose the first goal, their first game, three 0 They were good enough for at least one goal, maybe even two. Uh, so that they would go through is actually, I would say, fair. <laughs> Over two legs, Liverpool were the better team. Then I'm not sure neither three three nil for Barcelona or the final for Liverpool perhaps were fully. I would say agreeable in that sense, uh, finishing finishing scores for these games. But it is correct that Liverpool went through because they were the better team over the two games. Yeah, I would actually go with the, the score of 2-1 in the first match and maybe 3-1 in the second one for to fair score. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right, I think. Yeah, because I think we agreed after the first one that my guess on 2-1 for Barcelona was would be a fairer score than 3-0. Oh, yeah. Wait, they weren't outplayed like that in the first match. No. It was just Barcelona being uh, deadly. Yeah, and neither was Barcelona that badly outplayed by Liverpool this game. Yeah, so I think it's justice uh, in the end there. Yeah, it is. <sighs> But it was amazing matches, both of them. Both were like in the semifinals. Every match they were amazing in its own way. And let's hope for an equally good final. But yeah, if you go into scoring in in uh, Tottenham, then assists. Yeah. Yes. Well, we have some. We've looked into the goal scorers and assist getters so far this Champions League. And on top in Tottenham, we actually find still Harry Kane with five goals and an assist in eight games. And yeah, he's been injured now for a few games. We don't know if you hear from the final or not, but we'll look into that more at a l- later. We have Lucas Mora 
with uh, five goals in 11 games, although he did score all three games in Tottenham's 3-2 win against Ajax, so that's supercharged his numbers. We have Yumin Son with four goals and one assist in 11 games. We have Christian Eriksen with two goals and three assists in 11 games, so they're all close to uh, a point every other game, which I think is a good thing to have in the Champions League because it's a really hard, really hard uh, competition to keep continuously creating points and goals or assists. We also have Urente, which only scored two goals and have one assist, but man, there's been important goals, both of them. Uh, Deli Ali, no goals, but three assists in seven games. So they, they have some players, definitely, that have scored, but I think their main problem is that they, they only have, looking at the guys who's actually score points, there's only three of them who scored above 10 games. So moving on to like 80% or even a little bit higher than that in in available time on the fit, on the pitch. And I don't know if that's necessarily really a bad thing, but at the same time, they have not been able to use the same team. They're, they, they haven't had the time to get as cohesive in this tournament as Liverpool has as you're about to touch on to a little bit now, I believe. Yeah, so the best one for Liverpool has really been Mohamed Salah. And I don't know how big of a surprise really that is. He has played 11 games, scoring four goals and doing two assists. And that's, yeah, that, that's one point every other match. That's over 50% bar, if I'm not totally mistaken here. Yeah. And we have Roberto Firmino that actually almost hits that bar. With 11 games played, 4 goals and 1 assist. So really close for him. And as no one surprised maybe in one way, Sadio Mane has played 12 games, 4 goals and 1 assist also. Almost also taking that that thing. He's almost up there. And one guy who maybe hasn't done a lot of points in that way, but he hasn't played really much either. Is the impressing guy, in my opinion, if you look at this, is Zeldan Shakiri with four games played, two assists in those games. That's 50% for a guy who only yeah. plays four matches. And he hasn't played full matches, all of them, either, if I'm not mistaken. No, he often comes off from the bench. Yeah. yeah. He did start the second game against Barcelona. He did get substituted uh, later on in the game, but then he started. But that's, I think, one of his few starts this tournament. Yeah, so he has been doing really well when he has gotten playtime in that department. Yeah. To, for him to have those scores, like that's good, good enough, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, we have also... Uh, there have been a lot of point-getters doing important goals in that team. Actually, but Vinaldo in the uh, in the last match that was amazing. The only goals or assists is done all tournament. Yeah, <laughs> but he did it in the right time. It's yeah. like, almost like Mora in uh, Tottenham. He does the important. Yeah, ones. like those ones are so important. They needed someone to score the goals, so they yeah. stepped up. Exactly. Like, uh, it's not only how, how many goals you do, it's also how important are they. 
that's more important to be fair yeah like are they goal uh, game winning goals or not of course it's fun to win win with a lot of goals but still are they are they game changing or not are they getting them through to the next stage or not let's switch focus to the upcoming final played in madrid on the estadio metropolitano on june the 1st now this episode is is being uh, recorded two days ahead of time on the thursday so the the injury list that we're about to go through might have changed by the time the game starts but this is as it is stands right now and we're going to start off with tottenham and i'm going to start off with the big one which is harry kane who uh, uh, injured his ankle or his ligament in his ankle uh, for quite a few games ago now. And uh, he's still down as an unknown at this point, although they said already going into the semifinal that if they get to the final, he would be ready to start. And I read a little short interview with Pochettino uh, that said he will be ready for the final. Then if that holds up, if everything goes to plan, we'll see on the day. But he he might actually be ready to start. Moving on, we have Danny Rose, which had a problem with a hamstring, but he's back in training, so he might be ready. We have Devinson Sanchez uh, with a thigh injury on a day-to-day basis. We have Jan Vertonghen with an ankle injury on a day-to-day. And we have Harry Winks with a groin injury. Now, he's been out for quite a few games as well. And he's also down as unknown. Um, I read some supports that he's back in training. I also read some supports that he's having a surgery. And who knows how long he will get. So I don't know which is truth there. But we'll hopefully we'll know more about uh, about that when the game starts. Yeah. Now... Uh, Let's move on to Liverpool, shall we? Yeah, we have uh, in Liverpool we have Roberto Firmino with a groin injury. It's unknown when he's come back, but I just read on the uh, on the Champions League uh, homepage that he is expected to be able to play. They don't know yet. They, they they're thinking that it could work, so watch out for that. And we have Nabi Keita with a groin injury. Also possible that he could be back, actually. So this is really interesting that way. And we have Ad- Adam Lalana with a muscle injury, unknown. And I have no update about him here at the webpage. Yeah, I gotta add, Kate has an interesting one because when he first got injured in the first leg against Barcelona, uh, they were talking about a season-ending injury. He was going to come back in pretty much the middle of, Ju- of July, something like that. But now we had two sources. One that says he's going to be back May 31st. So he might be ready for the game. He might not, even if that date is correct. And another source that says back in training. So he might be ready way before time. Or maybe those are wrong and he's actually out until the middle of July. Like, it's still unknown. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, so the, what, the, it will be an interesting one in that direction because a lot of those names in we have mentioned here are could change games yeah absolutely the two top strikers of uh, Kane versus Firmino yeah they have been really important for the teams at least in the the league league wise they have been 
But yeah, if we look a bit, we go, move on to the prediction part. What's your yes. prediction here? My prediction is for Liverpool to get revenge from last season. And then they're going to win the final with two goals, 2-1. Oh. So uh, what do you think? I'm going for also a Liverpool win, but I'm going to with 3-1. to one. I think they will be a lot better than last, the last final they played last uh, season. Mm-hmm. That uh, was some, yeah, goalie mistakes. But I don't know if we could blame him because, as you as you also know, the talkings after it was that he had a, had a what is the English correct name for it? Concussion. Concussion. Yeah, and in that case, I can't blame him. Yeah. I mean, I'm, still, I'm like, talking about Carius, so. Yeah, it, it was a long time ago, and it, to be, it's been a year now. Uh, but there came out shortly after that game that, yeah, he was playing with all the, with this concussion since uh, uh, a, a clash early in the game. But, yeah, that was last season. Didn't finish well. They lost to, they lost to Real Madrid in the final. But I feel like I'm still going with a 2-1 because... And that's part of just how good Tottenham has been. I <laughs> like I can't. Uh, I, Liverpool has a really strong attack. If if Firmino's there, they have one of the most feared trios, I would say, in world football right now with Salah, uh, Firmino, and Mane. And they are gonna they're gonna do damage. But at the same time, they're up against uh, Tottenham, who knows how they play. They played. Several times they play in the league as well, so they know each other, and I think that would actually be to the benefit more of Tottenham, which is going to be able to close down Liverpool um, better than I think Liverpool maybe be able to find weaknesses in Tottenham's defense. In that sense, but I still don't. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking in the scenario yeah. of Liverpool will take the lead. Uh, maybe one, uh, maybe even with two goals, then Tottenham will push for it, and maybe they get the one goal. But like, they know that this match is no tomorrow. There is no game after this to change the score. They have to go for it in that in that way. Tottenham, if that happens, and Liverpool will get a goal from that. Yeah, because they like like I said, there is no tomorrow. In this scenario, they have uh, most of times this far there have been there has been a tomorrow from the first after the first match. Yeah, here it is. It's one one match. Like you, you... yeah, possibly even be a, a classic Tottenham where the first half Liverpool is going to dominate. Maybe they win by one 0 Maybe the two 0 They're going into half, but then uh, Pochettino is going to do his famous halftime team talk and they're going to come out a new team and actually be the better team in the second half. Yeah, that I'm might seeing, even be I'm a thing. I'm seeing that as a possible again. scenario. Yeah. So then maybe Liverpool win the first with 1-0 and then 1-1 in the second or Liverpool win with 2-0 and Tottenham win outright the second half goals but not enough. I could, I could, I could see that being the case of Liverpool having a better first and then Tottenham and, and Pochettino doing his magic in halftime, but not being enough. Because, no, however good Tottenham has been, 
getting past all these big teams like beating Manchester City, beating Ajax, uh, beating Dortmund in a very consistent fashion. I think Liverpool is another beast uh, in and out of itself. Yeah, I think they will redeem themselves uh, from not winning the league and everything else. This is their title this season. They deserve one title at least. Yeah. Yeah, they they finished what two points. Uh, Liverpool finished two points by Manchester City in yeah, the league. Two points. The uh, and their points was good enough to win the league title in every season in the Premier League history except the last two. Yeah. Which has been Manchester City's seasons. Um, it has been so weird, but it's really interesting to see that there are two teams this season. The season before that in the in the English league was they were just running away with Manchester City. This was at least better. Yeah, because the those two teams dominated the league this season. But Liverpool really deserves at least one title somewhere. Yeah, they have another amazing yeah, I- season. Yeah, and I think looking player per player up against Tottenham, I think Liverpool is the better team. Yeah. Then I, I, I think, as an hour out nine, I think Tottenham has a better striker in Kane if he's yeah. fit. But the the front three is just good enough, so they don't need an out of nine. They can have Firmino, and it's like a false nine kind of thing where you drift all loads loads all over, and Mane and Salah coming in from the sides and just creating havoc. With their speed and their smarter movement, and even if Tottenham has showed us both time after time, sometimes they they have shut us up in one way. I think they could still yeah. manage without Kane in a pretty good way. They can definitely. Yeah, I was worried for them because in my Premier League stuff, I was really worried for them there, but they showed me wrong. I'm happy they yeah. did. So you never know in this match, still. It's just my thought no, that three to one will happen for Liverpool, but you never know. It could be the same result other way. Yeah. Yeah, Tottenham can win three one. Yeah. Like this is really I have I think Liverpool is gonna win. But you can never count out Tottenham, it feels like. No, we have done that a lot. That mistake sometimes here. Yeah. So but it will be yeah, really another, interesting. another interesting game to watch, definitely. Yeah, really interesting. And uh, in one way, it's going to feel empty. No Champions League anymore. <laughs> well, until last season. Yeah, that's a long way. That's a long, long, long time away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a full summer before. Two teams that had gone through here with pretty rough matches, in my opinion. If you look at the, uh, how good the teams has been, maybe Tottenham has had an easier way on the paper, but not in reality. No, I'm not sure they even got it easier on paper. I would say if you take game for game, Liverpool had Bayern München and Tottenham had Dortmund. At the time, yeah. Dortmund, I believe, was leading in the league. And I would say Dortmund was back then actually a better team than Bayern München. Of course, now Bayern München won the league a few points ahead of Dortmund. I think it was, well, maybe... They have pretty good things, both of them, but uh, I'm taking the decider of Ajax on paper is, in my opinion, 
worse than Porto on paper. Ajax being worse than Porto. On paper, yeah. I would see Porto winning that one before this season, if I had to say it before. I actually, no, I, I think actually Ajax would, even before not thinking of what happened, I would still say that Ajax would be my favorites. Yeah. In that. I think would be, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I can have facts. It's a, it's a little tougher because it's, it's too... I wouldn't say small leagues, but lesser leagues. Yeah, medium. I want to call them medium. I want to call them medium ones, maybe. Yeah. If we compare to, I mentioned that before, that we're from Sweden. Our league is around twenty-seven thirty, if I'm not mistaken. Everybody could correct me on that one, but we're counter as a small league. Oh yeah. And we would be, we would be beating the holy something out of us if we face Porto or Ajax even before the miracles this season. I would even say tiny, like we're below small. Yeah, like uh, absolutely. When it comes to European, um, yeah, we would uh, we would lose. We would lose almost every time against those two teams, even if we look before what they did this season. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have seen matches between near. Uh, Swedish teams and uh, teams from those leagues. Oh my god. Yeah, we're nowhere near. Neither you can also the area. In in, uh, in talent in our in our yeah and that makes this our, uh, league hard our, in one way because they're medium teams if we do do that comparison yeah and that's so, I mean, a field that most people don't don't look at like comparing where they yeah. are in the same way against each other big teams is much easier really small teams maybe should is easier but medium teams that's yeah. that's difficult. At the same time, both I would say both Ajax and Porto show that they can hang with the big boys. This yeah, Champions League. I'm really impressed. Ajax by got that. further, but Porto played really well as well. So, yeah, they, sh- yeah. they showed us a good. It's been a really, it's been a really fun Champions League to follow, and not only for the big teams coming far, but absolutely for the smaller teams getting further than you anticipated them to do. Yeah, Even though it sounds weird to mention, right, but, but Manchester United would be a smaller team than PS3 at the time, at the moment right now. I would say that, uh, not with history, but at the moment, Manchester United is a smaller team than PS3. And for them to be able to beat Paris Saint-Germain over two legs, even the way they did it, even that is a big shock and, and worthy of, of, uh, of, a surpri- of a surprise, so to speak. Yeah, so. because they haven't been as usually this season. Manchester no. United. Well, the, the last few years. Yeah, they have had their bright it's moments, been, been of course, but they were. Uh, yeah, I would say it's, it's been a few years now since they were a top yeah. team, either in in England or or even less in Europe. So yeah, they have their bright moments. I can say that. Uh, they at the at their peak when they play like they should, they're amazing. Yes. They can beat almost everyone, anyone in, in that moment. Yeah. The problem right now is that those moments are few and far between. Yeah. And I thought their new coach Actually, would I... save them from that, but I'm worried for like when I saw their ending of the season. Yeah. Well, I hope they don't sack him. <laughs> I hope actually he gets um, a few transfer windows to try to put try to move out the place he doesn't want, bring some players he wants to use, and perhaps, you know, they can be on their way up. 
Yeah. I mean, it's far. They're far down even in England. Now. Um, the top teams around them have become way better in their few years of not being at the top anymore. So yeah. they're going to do some. Have to do some massive climbing to be up there again, even yeah. to to compete for for uh, English league. The uh, funny thing English is, league. if we look league wise, how good the leagues are, you know, that point system. Yeah. This is an interesting year. We have two English teams, both in the Europa League final and the Champions League final. Yeah. Like that. that that's insane. so weird. But but still, the in the Europa League, those two teams were way too good for that competition. In that sense, yeah. But at the same time, they didn't fit in the Champions League. So yeah, I don't know what I mean. Like they, they were like two big, yeah, two, way too big teams for that competition. Yeah. But yeah, they did. yeah. But talking about that, yeah. Ajax this year coming to the semi-final of Champions League. Was it two years ago? They were in the final. Of the uh, Europa League against Manchester United, something like that. Wasn't that played in Sweden? That, that I don't know. That is more than I know actually. Because of, a few years ago we were playing on uh, the Friends Arena in, in Stockholm in an Europa League final. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I applied for tickets oh. for that one. I- I had I had forgotten about that. Yeah, I actually applied for tickets for that one. Yeah, and talking about the Europa League final, we might as well mention it here. Yeah. It happened, I believe, it was yesterday when yeah. recording this. Chelsea coming out four-one winners over Arsenal, just way better in that game. I didn't watch it, to be fully honest, but not me either. I but I, I will be watching it Saturday. Oh yeah. Definitely. Can't wait to see this game. Yeah, it will. It could be an amazing one. But yeah, we're cl- we're starting to come to the end of this thing. Yeah. Our first real season with this podcast thing. Yeah. And yeah, we we will be back the next season if everything goes as, goes as planned. I hope everybody listening, if someone also will be back for that. Yeah, hope you enjoyed us rambling on for uh, quite a few episodes at this this point. Yeah, it it has been really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we will be back for the next season. I don't know when we will be back, if we're back on the group stage or if we're back on run of 16. But we will be back. Yeah. So yeah. This has been it for this episode, and yeah, as I said, I hope you, to see you next season. That's all for us. Bye. Bye.